how you moved and blessed and we uplift the country of Israel and all that's going on there. Father God, I know it's not there now, all that's going on there that you minister and flow and those people there. And Father God, you flow right here, how you've already moved and touched people this morning. God, we pray right now that you just open up the ears to hear, the hearts to be receptive and listen, Father God, what you want said and done this morning, that lives can be touched by your word. Nothing we say or do, but it's your spirit this morning. So, Father God, speak through our vocal cords, think through our mind. It's all of you and none of us this morning. God, that lives will be touched and blessed this morning. And we're going to give you the glory and we're going to give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Got your words, your phone or something uh, with the word on it. Let's hold our word up and confess this word. Father God, I'll hold your word. Read your word. Walk by it. Act by it. Talk by it. World around me sees the word in me. Cause the word in me, the world around me, will become changed. The word tells me how to be saved, healed, filled, and blessed. I am what it says I am. I'm highly favored. And this is my best year yet in Jesus' name. You really believe that? Give him a hand clap of praise. Amen. Best year yet. Amen. Amen. We start our camel series this morning for four weeks. And we have entitled it The Storm. So we're going to talk about uh, the Lord has led us in some messages and, and continue to uh, develop those about the store. So I want you to think about that this morning and uh, go with me to one scripture. And then we're going to talk about some things and, and go to Deuteronomy 28. The book of Deuteronomy, we know uh first part of it is about the blessings of obedience. Amen. The whole the chapter there. And then you start over there in verse 15. It's about the curses of disobedience. But in Deuteronomy chapter 28, in verse 8, as you look there, read there, or turn there in your Bible, you need to know this scripture. Amen. It said, The Lord commanded the blessings upon thee in thy storehouses, and in all that thou settest thy hand unto, and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Can somebody shout, that's me. That's me. Amen. That's us. Amen. That's us. That's us. So as we talk about the store this morning, and we think about parallel today in our Christian walk and the hunter today, as we think about the hunter, why does a hunter... Why does a hunter, somebody, why does a hunter need to go? Why, 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 let me ask you this. Why do you, why do you go to the store? Why do you go to the store, somebody? Buy stuff you what? Okay. Now, now, you go to the store to buy stuff you need, right? Now, how many of you, you, you drive up to the store, you get out of that car, you got that thing you got to have. You got a list or you got that one thing you got to have. You go straight to that thing. You get it. You go straight to the counter. You, ca- you, you, you pay for it. You cash it out. And you get in the car and you leave. Got one or two to raise their hand. We don't do that, do we? 
probably maybe one out of ten times. If you're in a hurry or something, you might you might do that. And the majority of the people, we, we don't we don't do that. How many times have you seen somebody say, Well, I went in there to get an item or two and I come out with a buggy load. So why do we do all that? We won't talk about it. Why do we why, why do we why do we do that? Why do you end up with more items? And what causes, simple question, what causes a hunter, you ought to answer that question, but what causes a hunter to go to the store? What causes a hunter to go to the store? He's got to get what? Huh? What he needs. He's got to get what he needs. Think about that. A hunter goes to the store simply, simple answer, to get what he needs. To get what he needs. But what, this is the question, if you're taking notes, I want you to get this this morning. This is what we want to look at for a few moments this morning. What causes the hunter, what causes the hunter to need those things? What causes the hunter to need all of that some women or some, I know we have some women hunters, but some women tell them, why do you need all that stuff? Why do you need all that mess? Why do you need all of that? Why do you need all that stuff? All that mess, all that stuff. It just fills the closet up. It fills a, a room up in the house. Why do you need all of that? Why, why do you need it? Why does the hunter need all of this? Why has he got to go to the store to get all of that stuff? Go with me. Very familiar story. In First Samuel, go over to First Samuel 17, and let's look at a story here that we're all familiar with, and uh, follow along here. And, and we, we're not going to do the time; we're not going to read all the chapters, guys. You have to follow with me here. But in First in Samuel 17, let's start in verse three. The Philistines stood on a on a mountain on one side. Israel stood on a mountain. On the other side, and there was a valley between them. Now picture that. The Saul and army of Israel's over here, and the Philistines are over here, and there's a valley in the middle. Verse 4. And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines, named who? We're very familiar with him, of Gath, whose height was six cubits in a span, and, and says about nine and a half. Nine and a half to ten feet. He's a pretty tall guy, right? He's a pretty big old guy. Alright? So he's out there. He's a big old guy. He's out there. Go down to verse 8, I think. And he stood and he cried unto the armies of Israel. And he said unto them, Why are you come out to set your battle in array? Am not I, Philistine, and you servants to Saul? Choose you a man for who, for you, and let him come down to me. So what he's saying, let's take, let, let it be what? One on one. And that's just like that hunter. One on one. One on one. That hunter's out there, and he's out to take what? That game out. Where's a pheasant, doves, duck, turkey, Dear, one-on-one. And so, Goliath said, let's make this one-on-one. Verse 9. 
If you be able to fight with me and to kill me. What's that first word, if? What does that mean? See, most time we say if, we always look at the negative. But there is a possibility in if. Amen. If he be able to fight with me and to kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall I be your servant. Then you shall be my, my servants and serve us. us. Verse 10. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Wow. And that's what some other countries are saying today. Where we at today? See, we... we Man, we still here. This, here we are over 2,000 years later, and we're still here in the same predicament. Give me a man that we, we may fight together. So the Goliath said, hey, let's just quit all this warring and killing each other. Let's just get it just one-on-one. And that's just like that hunter is. It's just one-on-one. You know, there may be other guys out there hunting with him. But that one guy's got to zero in on to be able to get Tom down, that turkey. That one, that was one guy, he's waiting for that big guy to come through the woods. Just one on one. And you know what? In your Christian walk, it's just one on one. You can have all the people praying for you, which is good, but it's one on one. It's just you and Jesus. And you got over, and it's one on one, you got to overcome the enemy. All that he tries to be little you, tries to sit, get you set off track and all of that. You just got to focus one-on-one between you and God. That you can overcome whatever it is. Look at somebody and say, it's one-on-one. It's one-on-one. Next verse. When Saul and Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly what? How many of Israel was dismayed? Who was afraid? Everybody was afraid. So everybody's afraid here. Everybody's afraid because they're looking at a guy that's nine and a half feet. What are they looking at? How big is the circumstances? They're looking at the situation. How many of you looking at the circumstances in the situation? If you're looking at the circumstance and situation, you're going to be like Saul and all of Israel. You're going to be dismayed and you're going to be greatly afraid. You're going to be greatly afraid. You've got to get past what you're looking at. Amen. And you've heard me say it before. Say it with me again this morning. What I'm looking at is not what I see. You've got to look through the eyes of faith. You've got to look through the eyes of faith. Next verse. Now, David was the son. All of you want to pronounce those words? Right. Name was Jesse. He had eight sons, and, and he went among men of the old in the days of Saul. One guy. One guy. All right? Now, go down to verse 16. The Philistine drew near morning and even and presented himself. Won't you think about this? For 40 days, 
Now, what we read a while ago, for 40 days, in the morning and the evening, for 40 days, he went out there and presented himself to Saul and the army. Forty days, every morning, every evening, he went out and he said, you guys got anybody? One-on-one. You got anybody? One-on-one. You know, if you're not careful every day, the devil will do that to you. You ain't going to get no better today. This situation ain't going to change. You know, your business going down. Your body's going down. But you just got to keep praying and believing and standing. Forty days he goes out there. For forty days. More, not, just once, not just once a day, but what does it say? Morning and evening presented himself for forty days. Now think about it. See, they, see, if you allow the same thing to keep coming to you day after day and after day after day after day, and if you ain't doing something about it, your, your faith just keeps going down, 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 down. For 40 days they've seen this. And for 40 days they keep thinking, they keep looking at the what? The size and the circumstance. Now, the, now not only Saul is afraid, but who? All of Israel is afraid of the guy. Forty days they've been looking at this. I don't know how long you've been looking at your situation, but you need to quit looking at your situation. And you need to turn to the answer Jesus today. You need to turn to the answer to the source to Jesus today. Forty days. All right? Let's move right along. Skip on down, because we've got to get back to the store. Amen? Look in verse 33. Of course, David, you go back, yeah, 20, I'm sorry. Go back 20. He rose early in the morning, left his sheep with the keeper, took and went. Jesse commanded him. He came, he came to the trench. He came there where they was fighting and the host was going forth to fight. And he shouted for the battle. He, he, he's been back. You know where he's been. Now look at verse 33. <coughs> Saul said to David, they're not able to go up against this Philistine to fight with him. For there aren't but a youth and a man of war from his youth. So see, he's telling so he said, I, you know, we can do this thing. But what does Saul see? Isn't this amazing? It's sort of funny. For 40 days, Saul's been looking at the situation and saying, we can't do that. Now, now see, it's done, it's done, it's done got to him. He looking at he looked at he's looked at Goliath for forty days. Man, ain't no way we can we can take that. Here comes little David up, says, "Hey, man, let's go out there and fight this guy." Because see now, the, all, all of Saul's faith is gone in his God because he's let his mind what he see takes over. Come on, listen to me. He lets what he see take over, just as he seen that nine and a half foot, ten foot guy for forty days. Now, at the blink of an eye, he sees this little old ruddy boy coming here. Some say could be only thirteen to 14 years old and he says you ain't but a youth he's not even he's not even thinking about the anointing that this boy could have he's not even thinking about where this boy come from who's his, who's his father and who's his grandfather and where the lineage and the knowledge and the power that's come from through this boy David see we let what we see sometimes 
For 40 days affect everything we see. If we're not careful. And that's what Saul has done. Now he sees a nine and a half giant and he sees a five year old little ruddy youth boy here. And he, and he says that. Go on down to scripture. And David said unto Saul, Thou servant, hey, I kept my father's sheep. And when I was keeping my father's sheep, there came a lion. I told you not to be sleeping. And a bear. And he took a lamb out of the flock. He took a lamb out of the flock. So this lion and bear has come and he is, he's getting away with it. Right? Getting away with it. Verse 35. And I went out after him. I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. You see, David not sitting there and says, well, oh, I missed the, I missed, I was looking over here and the lion got down. Well, I just have to tell daddy we want, we want sheep less. Well, bless God, he'll, I just had to pray. Oh, come on, no, no, I just had to pray. He'll, we'll have, we'll have some twins or something to replace out. That ain't the anointing that you and I have. That's not the kind of anointing we have. I went after him. You need to go, you need, some of you need to start getting up and going after what the devil's trying to steal from you. If you don't go after it, the devil will keep it. I said, if you don't go after it, the devil will keep it. He'll keep you broke. He'll keep you sick. He'll keep he'll, he'll keep some of your family members still crazy. He'll keep you down and keep you out. You got to go out. He said, "I went after him." And then when you got when you get to the devil, what you got to do? You got to put your foot on his head. Amen. He says, "I smote him and delivered it out of his mouth." And and, and when he rose up against me, see when you take something away from the devil, it does. Upset him. And I caught him by his beard and I smote him and slew him. And all you got to do is just take that word of God and says, Greater is he that sent me than he that sent you in Jesus' name. I got power over you. He smote him. 36. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And his uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them. Seeing he have to file, there it is again. The armies of the living God. Wow. The armies of the living God. In 37. David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the, of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said unto him, go and the Lord be with thee. Now what happened? All of a sudden, now Saul has felt some kind of anointing or something in this little old boy. And he's saying, hey, let the power of God go with you. Now, hey guys, go on down and just put it up in the NLT, the 38 and 39. Put it in the uh, verse 38 and 39 and in the NLT. Then Saul gave, uh, Saul gave David his own armor. Bronze helmet and a coat. 39. David put it on. 
strapped the sword over it, took a step or two to see where it, what it was like, for he had never worn such things before. Oh, David, he's all dressed up in all this array. He says, I can't go in this. He told Saul, he says, I'm not used to them. So David took them off. I'm not used to them. My friend, today I want to serve notice to you. If you just get used to this right here, this is all you need. If you'll get used to knowing this and quoting this and standing on this, whatever it comes, whatever call you get, whatever mail you get, whatever somebody says to you, if you'll just stand, if you'll just stand on this right here. It's not about, man, I wish I just had a minute with them. No, you just, you just need to bless them for a minute with this. It's this is what we need to stand on. It's this word what we need to stand on. We need this word. We need the word. So, with all of that, Saul realized David don't need what most people need to fight with. Get this right here. A hunter, a hunter needs certain things to be effectively, to be effective. A hunter needs certain things to be able to hunt effectively. A hunter needs certain things to be able to hunt effectively. A Christian needs certain things to be able to live and be effectively. How many knows that? As a Christian, we need certain things to be able to be effectively and to be able to live. A hunter needs wisdom, patience, strength, and knowledge. He needs patience. He needs strength, wisdom, and knowledge. And all these things come from where? Within. You know, a hunter can have all this stuff. He can have all the equipment, but he ain't got no patience. He ain't going to make it. He ain't going to make it. Also, a Christian has to have these things. Wisdom, patience, knowledge, and strength. We got to have these things. We got to have these things. We got to have all these things as well. So, with that, with David, let's take a break and go. Don't want y'all's roast to burn in a minute. Let's go back to the hunter. So we said the hunter goes to the store. To what? To get what? What he, what he needs. And he goes to the store because that's where he can get what he needs. He comes to the store to get what he needs. All of his needs are at the what? It's at the store. All of the hunter's needs are at the store. All the hunter's needs. All of the hunter's needs. It's all at the store. He's going to hunt birds. He needs this one. Put his shells in him. Put all of his shells in him on his vest. And here's the mortuary right there. That's the mortuary. He puts all the birds that he hits in there. All the mortuary, that's his mortuary right there. He puts his birds in there. All he needs if he's going to be a bird hunter, he can go to the store. 
can get it. If he's going to go out deer hunting, supposed to wear some orange. Put that on. Go into the stand. You can go to the store as a deer hunter. Put that on. Now, these dove hunters will tell you, you definitely don't want to wear that dove hunting. Man. So you got to know. You got to get educated. You got, you got to get educated. David got educated out there praying in the field, knowing how to kill and take care of the lion and the bear. You got educated. You got to get educated. Them cold, them cold days of hunting. Got to suit up. You got you got to suit up because you, st- you you got to suit up and stay warm because when that big boy comes through, he don't need to hear your teeth chatter. You got you you, you got to suit up. You got you got to be ready. So you go to the store. The hunter can go to the store and get all he needs, whatever whatever kind of you know if, you know that bird hunter. He got to have something to set on out there. Have something to set on. You can go to the store and get all you need. Ammunition, shells, all you need. A turkey, turkey hunter. Some of y'all don't have a clue what all this is, right? Excuse me, buddy. Some of y'all don't have a clue what all this is, do you? Turkey hunter. Ain't they got to have that? Sit down on the ground. Sit down on the ground. Got, got a place in to put all them calls and all that, all that stuff they do with, with, with the turkey hunting. I mean, you go to the store, the hunter go to the store and get all he needs for turkey, bird hunting, deer hunting. All he needs is at, is at the store. It's at the store. The, the, the hunter, all he needs is where? It's at the store. Christians go to the store. They get all they need at the church and right here. Get all we need is here at the house of God that we can be taught and get at the house of God and, and right here in the Word of God. It's right here. It's right here. So I ask you this morning, where you go, you go where you can get it, right? The hunter goes where he can get it. We as a Christian, we should go to the Word and we could go to the, should go to the church. To get what we need. We're talking about this morning, the store. The store this morning. And we look at this last verse. In verse 40. Look at this verse 40. In verse 40, 1 Samuel 17 and 40. He picked up five smooth stones from a stream. Put them into his shepherd's bag. Then armed only with his shepherd's staff and a slingshot, he started across the water. You got to go. That deer hunter, he can't get dressed up like this and just sit on the back porch. He got to go where they at. He got to go where they at. If you ever see somebody done that, and if they've got a trough right there in the end of the woods, that might be a little different. But if you ever pass by somebody's house and they're sitting on the back porch and they camouflage and everything, you, you might want to call somebody to do a wellness check. Because you got to go where they're at. But before you go where they're at, you got to do like 
David. He went to get what he needed. And he went and picked up his ammunition. He went and got his ammunition. And his ammunition was where? At the brook. Now I want you to notice something here about this. Let me say this and move on quickly. Get this. For 40 days... For 40 days, the Goliath had come out on top of the hill and he'd shout over there. He said, send somebody to meet me down in the where? In the valley. And whoever who takes who's out, the other one will serve. One more scripture. Put the scripture back up. He picked up five smooth stones from a stream, put it into his shepherd's back. He got his ammunition. Armed only with a shepherd's staff and sling, started to cross the what? Now for 40 days, he'd been telling him, I'll meet you down there. 40 plus days, this little fellow's been off praying. He may have heard it one time that day. He might have heard Goliath say it that one time. But he was so determined... Think about it. He didn't get, he got his ammunition where that guy wanted to fight at. There's a whole other message there. But he went down, he went on down there and got his ammunition where he's going where? After. He's not waiting. He's going after. And so many times we as Christians, we sit around and wait till the enemy comes to attack us. You need to go to them before he attacks you. How do we do that? You gotta start, you know, just throw this in. I just piggyback off of Sister Peggy. If you're so if you're sowing your seed and blessing and sowing your seed and obeying what the word says, your tax are going to be a lot less because you're going after your tax before they attack you. If you stand on the word and confessing for healing and doing what you can in your healing, you're going after the attack before the attack hits your body. That's that's a whole other thing, but just think just think about that. But he went to the he went he went to the creek to the brook to get his ammunition. I want to ask you this morning and challenge you this morning. Have you got your ammunition this morning? Do you have your ammunition to win against your giant? What is your giant is? Guys, you can put some music on right quick before we go. But what is your giant today? What is your giant? This little guy been praying and seeking God. You know where his store was? His store was down there in that brook. He said, I'm going to get, I'm, stop, I'm stopping on the way to get my ammunition to go kill the giant. And he says, you know, I'm not sure how many brothers, but some of them said he's got some brothers. Let me get five stones just in case them other four dummies come out of the woodwork. Just in case they come out, I'm going to be ready for the whole family. I'm taking the whole family down. But I want to encourage you today, my friend, get your ammunition to win against your giant today. It's in the house of God, and it's right here. And I want to encourage you something. You know what? You don't need to go home empty today because what you need from the store today has already been paid for. It's already been paid for. You ain't got to do like that hunter going there and, 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 and try to find what you, what you need. But it's already been paid for.
It's already been paid for. Deuteronomy 28, 8. This is a special. Your favor is right here. Your favor is right here. It's right here. Your, your store is right here. 1 Samuel 17, 4. This is special right here. I'm telling you, it's a special. He picked up five stones to take out. He said, I'm going. I'm going. Before that, before that hunter can go out there and effectively take out what the game that he wants, he's got to go to the store. Before you can effectively have a productive life, you've got to go to the cross, to the store. You've got to go. Oh, we can come and go through motions. We can come and sing. We can come and maybe even, maybe even be moved by a sad story and shed a tear. But I'm telling you, you got to come to the store, to the storehouse, to God's house, and you got to come to His Word daily and pick up something that you can fight the enemy with next week. Because I want to tell you, if He don't attack you this afternoon, He'll be waiting for you in the morning. He'll be waiting for you in the morning. Oh, preacher, I got it. I got to work. Say, oh, he'll be in. The, he'll be at the job waiting on you. He'll be somewhere waiting on you tomorrow. But you got to go after him instead of waiting for his attack. You, you, if you attack before he comes to you, you'll be better off. But you got to go to the store. Is that hunter? Got to go to the store. You got to go to the store. Father, we thank you this morning for this time. Thank you for your word. Thank you. We can learn something from little David. We can learn something about the store. As a saint of God, that you, Father God, your storehouse supplies everything if we'll just come to it. If we'll just get in the Word and be open. We can be suited up. We can have everything we need like that hunter needs to go out. And at the same time, we gotta be like that hunter. We gotta, we gotta have patience, wisdom, and knowledge, and strength for the endurance. That we can be a winner in Christ Jesus. That we can take it down. And Father, before we go, may we never rush through a service to give opportunity for those that maybe don't know you or didn't come for prayer, that they would come right now. And sir, ma'am, these altars are always open, but they are open right now for sure. If you don't know Jesus, or if you like prayer, come down. We want to pray with you. We want to agree with you. Father, we just speak your blessings on these people. Go with us throughout this afternoon and this week. Blessings and favor, wellness and bodies. Bring us back to your house on Wednesday night. And we just thank you for this day, God, that we know that we can come to your store, the storehouse of you, God, and come to your word, come to your church, your house, and be uplifted and strengthened and go forth. And we can be equipped with everything we need as that hunter. To go out and take the enemy down. Take our target down, God. That we can be overcomers. We can be overcomers. In the name of Jesus. And all of God's people say it. Amen. Amen.